1: You ready to get to it? Yes, I am. All right. Let's get it going.
0: And welcome back to the Nasman Hockey Podcast. James Nichols of the 4th Fury here as always. And with me is John Zella of the Hockey Writers.
1: What's going on, pal? I've not been able to get over the Islanders in February. It is only <laughs> March 2nd. Oh, so it has it... not been much time.
0: Yeah,
1: But having seen their record, I think it was 5-5-2. Five, five, and two. Am I making that up? They play uh, 12 games. That sounds right. I hated that. Because it felt like every month you were looking at the next month thinking, all right, if they just get through the month and maybe they kill it, they lose to some good teams, but they can get some points. All their teams around them can lose, like they can do it. We're here. Yeah. Like they they're like on, they're right there. And every month they're like, yeah, NHL 500. uh, we lost to the wrong teams and uh lose some other chances. You're like, it, it's just like more frustrating by the day or by the month, depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah. And it, that's, that's it. It's things it's a little so more, bad. it's things a little
0: more too, knowing that the Washington capitals are actually not playing super well right now. And that,
1: that's, I mean, like there's just, yeah. there's such a good opportunity here and they just decided, Hey, t- who cares? I mean, and they're also, I, I I'll say this too, and like I'll sound like a broken record, the the games like last night, right? They lost by, you know, a, let's we can go over this later. Like by they lo- they lose by a blown call and an empty netter to make it look worse than it was. That's the kind of game early in the season, or even right now, to be like, hey, we hung with those guys, we were that close. Yeah, this just you can't use that excuse right now. Like that's yeah. it's. It's just not something that you can say. And that's my that's like the ever growing frustration that I have is they keep yeah. they're really good excuses, even at the beginning of the season to some degree. I mean, also, you're a professional figure it out, but <laughs> I just only so much like, oh, boohoo. They had a they they were away from home that long. I mean, we even said that at the time was that overblown. So I don't even know that it's worth bringing up like, oh, this is a thing that happened in the beginning of the season. Although a lot of other people seem to be saying this. I don't know that it's... It, we've mentioned it before. It's not... I don't know that that was that big of a deal. Now, the inconsistency isn't great. We've seen that a lot. Um, I've heard on other shows about other teams too. Goaltenders aren't as as sharp because February people were going... You know, the, the games were in and out and it wasn't consistent. So you're you're playing twice a week or whatever. Again, you're professionals. I, you just you have to find a way. You have to dig deep. You're you can't go into the season like, oh, we're this team that went to back to back to back conference finals, or conference final, yeah, conference finals, and and then be like, oh yeah, we didn't play so much. I don't know. Like it's it sucks, and I get it. I don't know. It, it, you just can't. Yeah, you got to move on. You got to do something with it so that you're not in February going guess we should have had that one that's the post game i don't know i don't know what i expect anyone to say at this point it's just not that
0: we're going to talk about comments regarding stuff like this a little bit later coming from the organization that's my rant Um, i guess for today before we do that though uh going back to that five five and two record that you just mentioned you know what's not so different than that five five and two record the 2-2-1 two, two, and one record they just had on their five-game road trip uh, just this past week. Um, now, in the process of going 2-2-1, two, two, uh, they did lose Matthew Barzell and Zidane Chara. We all know the former is much more significant than the latter. Um, and who knows if maybe the Islanders might have squeaked out a win against the Colorado Avalanche at the tail end
1: with Matthew Barzell in the lineup. But, hey, they didn't um what is today so we haven't talked i'm trying to figure out what games we didn't talk about at this point today's the march 2nd march 2nd it's a wednesday it's a wednesday so we didn't talk about a few games yeah including from from seattle to today correct gotcha okay good g- carry on as so you
0: in the midst of this road trip there were some good things there were some bad things for once Let's talk about some good, right? Ily Sorokin went 2-1-1 with a 9.30 save percentage, a 2.23 goals against average, a 1.23 GSAA,
1: and a 9.55 high-danger save percentage. That seems pretty good. How absolutely fucking maddening is it that he's playing? Even Varlamov, let's give him credit because he's not the reason why they're they're losing these games either, right? Um, Give them both a ton of credit. Yeah. It's so frustrating to see. It's good for the future, I guess. But it's so frustrating.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. Um, one of the interesting things I took away from this road trip was Varlamov was pretty much ready to play for a majority of it. Um, and he hasn't. He only played once. And, you know, a lot of questions going into the deadline as to whether he will be moved or not. Like, I've been on the record multiple times saying, I don't think he will be. I know I've reported that there has been interest and in, you know, that's part of the job, but I, I really just don't think that he's going to be moved. And if he was going to be moved, it's likely that the Islanders would probably play him a little bit more just to showcase him and, and show that he's still the goaltender
1: that he, you know, was last season when he put yeah, but up his those numbers are good. This year. His numbers are good. So I don't, I mean, do you need to do that? If if you're, if you're kind of pushing Sorokin and he's your guy, Keep doing it. I mean, Varlamo's numbers are good. Um, yeah, he'll get a game you think here teams and there.
0: Traditionally, like to showcase the guys that they're trying to sell.
1: Maybe. I mean, I <laughs> think it's definitely a thing I've heard. I don't know that that's like definitely the case. I've actually, in memory, uh, understand the opposite. You are protecting the people that you want to trade, that's so they don't get hurt. Well. So now that doesn't mean anything. Right. That's, I, I don't want to like, I'm not here speculating that they're not playing him because they don't want him to get hurt and they're going to trade him. He could just simply have, you know, had that conversation with coaching staff and said, I'm not a hundred percent. I can back up. Sorokin's got it. They have a conversation. It's done. Good right? point. I, that's, I think that's just as likely as anything at this point. And I, you yeah. know, they're a smart team and I, I think they pay attention to their players and are, they're not going to push anybody, um, in what even internally could be like a lost season. And yeah. we know that they know that. I don't know that it's been it's definitely not been communicated um, from the Islanders to the general public as much as it's been from our side of things to to the team. Yeah. So they you know, it could be a number of different things. Um, I don't know where I stand on Varlamov. I can understand not doing it because they don't really have a backup. It could be an offseason thing. It could be Skarik. It could be X player because they've been or ex-goalie because they've been really good at finding goalies over the last few years and just especially now that you know okay Sorokin's gonna you know kind of outplay that other goalie three to one we don't need them to split every single game throughout the season um, you just need to give Sorokin enough rest yep. that's kind of the goal right he's your number one you need to be able to play the other guy I'm not talking Carey Price or you know Brodeur numbers back in the day you know they're not playing 70 games anymore but If he's playing in the 50s, the other guy's got to be able to play 35 games, 30 to 35 games. Yeah. Um, I will say this. If they are going to move him, I hope it is at the deadline because the price is much higher in the season, especially with term. I think they could still get a really nice deal for him at the draft or in the offseason anyway. But you kind of it would be so much nicer. Yeah, I think you get a better package now. And then you go into the draft if you're going to make moves on draft day. With 5 million more dollars. With Varlamov off the books. Right. So. I don't know. I say if you're going to do it. If it is a possibility. Do it sooner than later. Don't wait.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's probably a good point. We have three weeks to the deadline. Uh, we're just under 20 days now. I think we're at 19 days. Until the trade deadline. So we'll see if that happens. I'm of the opinion it won't. Um, but. You know, anything can happen if the right offer comes along. Uh, I'm that's sure that's probably
1: that... the, the the caveat. Yeah. What what's the offer? Um, that might you know, I, thinking out, I think like outside the box, even just beyond the trade deadline, it could be part of a package deal to bring a defenseman back. Yeah. Like you like, I think that's where you can kind of get creative. Where it's like money in, money out, and maybe sure. a wash as far as that. But then you're not. He's the asset you're utilizing and leveraging. As opposed to Bavillier yeah, Maybe you can save that. Maybe you can you can keep him in the lineup um, if you're able to move somebody else like a Josh Bailey or whatever, um, and you're offloading and clutter. But you know, like there's a lot of moving parts. I think you know to get money off the books and make sure that you're you're playing games with a cap to you know the best of your ability uh, during the offseason. But that's something that we haven't discussed, and I haven't seen that because um, that could be an in-season move. Yeah. That could be what Staples was referring to when we spoke to him in January, that if the Islanders can make a move for somebody that will help them next season by the trade deadline, even if they're 20 points out, they'll do it. That might be the case with Varlamov. Yeah, now, you're totally you can, right. For a forward, I don't know that it would be like a big forward, but if a team's out of the race and they just need, um, they just need a goalie for next season, yeah, I mean, I think you do that. You figure it out, but. So I think there's there's a lot of possibilities, and all you can do is speculate, obviously, because we don't know anything with uh, the way that Lamaral does his job. Yeah. Uh,
0: but, you know, the, the thing for me with, with Varlamov is I just feel like he and Sorokin do have this good rapport with each other. Oh, they have a great
1: bond. And you can tell.
0: Yeah, I just I, I feel like that matters. We'll talk about why more a little bit later, because Lou morello did have some comments on his group. um. But we're going to get to that towards the tail end of the show. I want to get to a pair of guys who we spoke about over and over and over again, seemingly through January. Those two are Kyle Palmieri and Zach Parise. Why did we talk about them so much through January? Mostly negative was because they could not find the score sheet, right? Well, fast forward to the current state of the Islanders and Kyle Palmieri and Zach Parise are two of the best forwards for the Islanders currently. And as shocking as that might be to say about those two guys, this is what they signed them for. I wrote a piece on this uh, a couple days ago. This is the Zach Parise and the Kyle Palmieri, more so Kyle Palmieri that the Islanders signed up for in uh, his last eight games. Kyle Palmieri has scored five goals. Uh, he's got six points in Zach Parise's last six games. He's got eight points, three goals. This is what they asked for when it came to signing these players. And again, oh, more Parise, so. Yeah. Okay. More so Palmieri because he has the term, Parise, we've had this discussion where we said, you know, he is what he is, right? Whatever he is, it's better than Komarov. And I I agree with that. Um,
1: But He wasn't brought in to – he was there to do this. Oh, wow. You know, in a winning season, oh, eight points in six games. It helped, you know, he got an assist and a goal against the Avalanche. That's unexpected. It's that – the bottom of your lineup helping you to win – Championships and games, right? right? Like getting you far. He's not brought in to be the guy. He wasn't meant to be a the first line winger. Um, Palmieri, absolutely, with Barzal was the, the idea. Palmieri, uh, Parise, no, that wasn't that wasn't the goal. He was a middle six at best, bottom six. Um, I don't know in practice, and yeah, I mean that's great. You we want eight points in six games from your third liner. The fact that he's doing it on the first line is, he's a he's a better Komarov, so he's he's able to produce more because he's got right. more speed and you know a history of offense. So yeah, he's gonna he's gonna do that if you put him with somebody like Borzell. So, one of my
0: questions coming to uh, Zach Parise before we talk about Kyle Palmieri is, and and the reason why I asked this question um, is because he was brought in to be an Islander because he's a he's a Lula Morello guy and he's towards the tail end of his career and he probably wants even though he's like a one-year deal some sort of stability in where he is and he probably gets the opportunity to give his uh choice as to whether he does or does not want to be traded at the trade deadline does Zach Parise get traded at the deadline, especially given the recent success he's had. And I, I'll be, go on the record to say it's actually been a little bit longer than the recent su- success that Kyle Pomeri has had. He's been doing this a little bit longer now. Um, but with his success in the last couple of weeks, maybe month or so, does Zach Parise get traded?
1: I argue the relevance of the success because the team is still losing and they're not going to make the playoffs. So, okay that was going to be my next question
0: does the state of the islanders in the standings take the pressure off of them and now they can just play freely and that's maybe why the points are coming
1: i mean that happens to teams all the time it's happened to islander teams in the past it's been a long time since that's that it's happened they you know they have they haven't been out of the playoffs or in, in a rough spot but, you know, this is this a kind of a similar situation to and they're still not winning games, right? Some players are having more success. Other players aren't and other other pieces of it are falling apart. So maybe these particular players are feeling a little bit of that weight being lifted off their shoulders. And, um, you know, you get a couple. It starts to come. It's so much easier once the monkey is off your back a little bit and you're and you're feeling it. You're not gripping your stick tight. You feel like you know where you are. You're supposed to be on the ice. All of that happens. You know, happens with me when I play beer leagues. I'm not feeling it for a few weeks, and all of a sudden, there's a bunch of games in a row. I just like the puck. Just feels better on my stick. I mean, like mm-hmm. it. Once you get one, it, you just you just feel so much better. I can obviously not on a professional level, but it's it's like writer's block. We can both relate to that. Uh, maybe a lot of people that you know in your professional life, if you're if you're a writer or any kind of creative um in in a creative industry you could sit there all day at a blank screen and all of a sudden it just kind of like clicks and you do it it's not dissimilar from this you know you just you get one it comes a little bit easier i guess to go to your first question does it mean that he gets dealt i don't know because (laughs) it, it depends on what he wants i think the that conversation would happen with lamorello I want to believe that the conversation can go, and I feel like I've brought this up with Chara, or no, or Andy Green, or something like that. Where just because you trade him doesn't mean you can't bring him back in the off season, right? Right, like you can have that. Con- I know it's like people with families, and it's it's tough to think about it like that. And everyone just says it's a business, but you, you definitely leave. You know, your feelings can get hurt. I can, I can absolutely see that happening. So I want, but I always wonder if it's like, all right, Zach, we want you to come back next season, but we can get you some assets. It's not impossible. It's happened before where they trade, someone gets traded and gets brought back um, and gets re signed. I don't think that's crazy. I think it's unlikely. And that's the difference. I think it's unlikely. So, all right, we're going to bring you back anyway. Is it worth a third or fourth round pick? Who knows for a guy that won't play in the league for four years or maybe never? I don't know. Um, it depends on what they what they really need and what they need as far as assets to then get something else that they need in the lineup. Palmieri's not going anywhere. You know, that's kind of the end of that conversation. <laughs> Parise and Achara or Andy Green or Clutterbuck or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Parise's success. If Lemarol he- hears a deal he likes. I don't know that he just doesn't do it because he wants him back next season. I think it depends
0: on who comes calling, right? If oh, right. If it's the
1: Rangers or if it's or some, the like in Avalanche
0: the and they're they're you know, they have a need to, for help in their bottom six. I think Parise says, yes, i mean to the Avalanche. Does he have a no if it's, uh no. You, you... no, he's got no trade protection. I just think that. I think that, and, and I and I've been told that Lamarel Lamorello has a respect for certain guys, where even if they have no trade protection, um, you know, guys, guys like Parise and and even Josh Bailey. At this point, he'll say to them, like, "Listen, you know, so and so came calling. Do you want to go? If not, we won't move you."
1: And and I think I can respect that to a certain degree. Um, I don't know. Maybe, does it matter this season? Like I don't know what kind of assets you're actually getting for certain guys. Bailey I it has just kind of lost my faith. Uh, I'm back to like pre trots level um, outside of like the last 17-18 the season where he got like a bazillion assists and it was an all-star. I'm back to the like, you got to be kidding me. I'm rolling my eyes half the game. Um, and then again after when I'm watching the highlights of just like, I don't like the still images. I'll say that. I don't like the still images of Bailey with the puck. Things move so quickly. Yes, there are some of them where it looks like the net is just yawning, and most of the time, you get a a one timer off or a snapshot, and it just you can beat the goalie getting over. It's not always that easy. Yeah. Like I just I need people to understand that I do not think Bailey should be back next season. I think they need to find a way to get get out from under him. I don't, I don't know how you, you get rid of him with two years left at 5 mil after this season, but you got you have to make that a priority. If you're not going to trade Varlamov, you need that 5 million or whatever he's getting paid off the books and a spot out of your lineup. I don't like the idea of having to replace a bunch of guys in your top six, like we spoke about with Joe last season. If Bavilliers leverage, if Bailey's gone, um, you just have Nelson... And and Lee is going to go down your your third line. That's 50% of your top six that you need to replace. It's a lot of assets and a lot of money that they do not have for top six players.
0: Now, let me ask you about Parise. He's only on a one-year deal, so he'll need a new contract. Does he resign for another year, or is that experiment over? And I only ask that because we saw this season and yeah he's been great I would you know take I would take the effort of, a, of Parise and put him in all of my players but is that experiment over do they need to go in a different direction or could he be part of the solution on another one-year
1: deal? I think if it, it depends on the direction of the the forward group to a certain degree. they may have a handshake deal. Near the end of the season, or whenever they're able to actually do it, they said that they want to bring him back, you know, barring some details, and that there maybe there's a date. I don't know how any of this works. But by the way, I'm editorializing and speculating, so if no one hold me to this and yell at me when it does or doesn't happen. <laughs> so I, 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 but I wonder about the the lineup changes that do need to happen and other trades like. If, if Walsham's gonna move up and Lee's gonna move down, Which is this already for... happened? Yeah, so like is if that sticks and that's something that they want to continue, um, but it's Lee, Peugeot, Perize, okay. That's that's fine. I that's a good bottom six. Or if Clutterbuck's not coming back, I don't mind Parise's Sizikas, guy doesn't, doesn't <laughs> whoever martin Johnston, um you figured one or, one or both of those interchangeable throughout the season um that's a perfectly fine fourth line for me um it does mean you need another even in a fourth third or fourth forward now right in, in your in your group so that's all that's again that's some money I, on a min deal absolutely the issue is that you like he can't be the 13th or 14th forward. They already have that uh, to a certain degree in Johnston who signed for another, who knows how many years, three more years. <laughs> um, so that's kind of what you need to play with. I think there's, he has, they have every reason to bring him back. He's a good, he's good in the PK. You're going to need to replace a clutter buck. If you can replace a clutter buck um, with some more recent offensive kind of play, um, you replace the penalty killing. You replace the tenacity. Um, sure, on a league min, you just saved yourself three million dollars, two point seven five, whatever. Right. I, that's really fine. I would not be upset they brought him back. And he, and... he was never the problem. I, we're on record saying that throughout this season, it wasn't his job, and it, he and the job that they asked him to do, he was doing perfectly. It wasn't finishing, but that's the cherry on top. This is the cherry on top. To, yeah, the play. Right, it's not like Palmieri, where you're like, dude, I don't care. McDavid is ranked one of the worst, like by the analytics, one of the worst defensive players in the league. Hmm. He's still the best player in the league. Right. I mean, Austin Matthews is giving him a run for his money. Um, <laughs> he is, I, you know, and and is not like you know out of that equation in the top three, four players in the league either. And McKinnon's no joke, but like Matthews is unbelievable. Yeah different conversation, I suppose, but like if Palmieri could not play defense, but he was scoring a shit ton of goals. Sure. I don't I don't care if you can put him away on the power play and whatever shots would never let that happen. But if that was the case, sure. Like I don't care, right? As long as he's not the one turn, like if he just got some bad numbers and just happens to be on the ice, like I don't know. I don't I don't think that's a big deal. I think you figure that out. That's just not the case with him. He's He was kind of like, all right, he's skating hard and hitting. That's not what you're here to do. Right. Like, you need to be. You can't be Parise 2. We need right. you to be Palmieri 1. Right. So, Parise, I don't mind bringing back. Palmieri just needs to step up. He needs to be a top six forward.
0: Let's talk about Kyle Palmieri because is he finally regressing to the mean? And that's something that we've said uh, would happen, right? Is he finally regressing to the mean, or is it like we stated earlier, he's playing with house money right now, no pressure on his shoulders uh via the playoffs?
1: I think both. Okay. I think I think both like you get a little less again, you get a couple goals, things are rolling, a little less pressure, you get to just play your game. I I think that's just kind of what happens. And I can't remember. Did Parise end Palmieri? I know Parise said he's a second half player. Yeah. Um, there's a recent quote. Within the last ten days or so, I don't know if Palmieri also said the same thing, but that's kind of um, been the case with these kind of like right uh, right wing forwards on the Islanders, like the top line. Everlay was kind of the same way; he was inconsistent, started strong, waned a little bit, and kind of came back uh, near the end and, and had good playoffs. Palmieri had a good series last year, and that's in the in the playoffs. That's all you really need, right? Everyone's get, everyone's got to have a good series in them. Um, yeah. Hopefully it's not all in the same one. Um, but you got to have a good series. And the Islanders are really lucky that they had a bunch of players have a good series right. last year in, in different parts. Right, Like Sorokin comes in and does a really good job. Palmieri comes in and does a good job. Everyone kind of like at a certain time stepped up and did their thing right. um, on, on the way. And even in the Tampa series, game to game, it wasn't like it was the same players playing really well. So yeah, I mean, it might be a little bit of both. Um, Palmieri might be a better second half player than than we think, um, or than we realized rather, or knew. So it, it might just be a combination of a few things.
0: Nassim and hockey is brought to you by DraftKings. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team to get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 years and older, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction see draftkings.com slash sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources void where prohibited minimum five dollar deposit required gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in tennessee call or text the tn red line 1-800-889-9789 in connecticut call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in new york call 877 8H O P E N Y or text H O P E N Y 467369. Hockey Hockey's also brought to you by Manscape. Today I'm excited to announce Manscape launched their ultra premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not so private parts. I'm talking about a leveled up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe literally. Manscaped is trusted below the waist, so now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off of free shipping with the code NHP20. We all know how essential the Manscaped One More 4.0 is for that precise trim. Their advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts for your most delicate areas. But now you can enhance your perfect grooming routine with their ultra-premium collection. This package includes Manscaped's premium deodorant. No, not for below the waist, for your stanky armpits. This deodorant dries clear, is aluminum free, and smells like their signature scent. Hydrating body moisturizer. Have tattoos or issues with dry skin? It's designed to keep skin feeling smooth, clean, and smelling fresh. Body wash to lather you up with their infused aloe vera and sea salt shower gel. Two in one shampoo and conditioner to clean your scalp with an easy one step. Plus a free gift, a three pack set of lip balm that's made up with the ingredients such as vitamin E, peppermint, and eucalyptus oil to keep those chappers feeling moist. That's four products and a gift inside the Ultra Premium Collection. What a score! All these products are cruelty-free, paraben-free, vegan-friendly, and dye-free. The best ingredients with zero compromise. So get that Ultra Premium Collection hot off the shelves today. Get 20% off and free shipping with code NHP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code NHP20 at manscaped.com power of attraction is now in a bottle thanks to manscaped and and that's what brings me to the comments made by Lou morello right in an article i think kevin kurz wrote uh wrote wrote about this and and maybe andrew gross wrote something similar um you know but going into the trade deadline it doesn't sound like Lou morello is convinced that he needs to be a seller per se and the definition of seller going to into the deadline it could be it, is subjective, right? For the Islanders, it could just be whoever's on expiring deals. For you know another team, it could be players who have one or two years left that they're looking to get a, a bit of a haul for, right? So the, the first comment from Lamorello was, "I certainly know where we stand. I also know what I believe our abilities are." I don't I'll know.
1: Just... I I wonder what that. I want to. Sorry, I'm gonna like stop you at different sure. points here. Okay, so you know where you stand. I don't and then I know what our abilities are. It this isn't the same team as last year. Right? Like I don't do yeah. you know what the abilities are? Because I think you're seeing what they are. I think you're well you're, you're looking at what you came into the season with. It's I, I you know, I don't I don't really I don't I don't know if he knows that. I don't know well, that he's actually looking at the right thing.
0: Here's the thing, right? I am an advocate for having said for the longest time that the beginning of this season, the way it started, 13 games on the road, the injuries, the COVID pauses, all of the inconsistencies in this team caused the product that we see on the ice today. Now, further, right, we're seeing Kyle Palmieri start to score again. We're seeing Zach Parise ramp it up these are two guys who were vital to the success of this team when they were signed they were signed to to help bring this team back to the the conference final and hopefully the Stanley Cup that was the goal i think he i think he thought and we all did that this was going to happen earlier and because of the inconsistencies i think that there's that you know that that thought process of if all of these things that were stacked up against us didn't happen, we wouldn't be in this position right now. I, can, I don't I think can I have to that. sell this team off because we were put up against so many obstacles. I mean, I think,
1: I, I don't, next... I think there's, that there's almost two different things happening. You, you, like, sure, if you want to bring a Parise back, and there's a lot of different things, but like, there are assets to sell because you need all their assets to make your team better in the future.
0: Sure. It's not like this off season is going to be something like, well, I don't want to touch my team. It's perfect. I want to see how it does next season. There's always going to be opportunity to improve, especially because there's going to be money available that, uh, in the off season for the Islanders to use. And we'll see what happens at the trade deadline. And we'll see, you know, even in the in the off season, if there's for some reason, any money coming off the books for the Islanders, if they can make something happen. But
1: I'll let you continue
0: the quote. Let's continue the quote. I'll just take right now a day at a time until we get to the point where decisions have to be made. I do not think of, uh, I do not think any different at this time than I would think if we were say in a playoff spot today or outside of a playoff spot, because that there are so many things People's point that you think of. What point are you referring to?
1: The one where he said, regardless of whether they were in or out of a playoff spot, if they felt like they needed to make a move to make themselves better. They would do right as long as the price wasn't too high.
0: Right. Uh, He goes on to say everything you do is for today with tomorrow in sight. That will never change. So it's understandable, right? Because, again, this team likely wouldn't be in the position that they were in without the way this season started. They didn't really get to play any sort of consistent schedule until January. That was far, far longer than any other team had to deal with a lot of teams had to deal with the COVID issues, but the Islanders were first and they were the longest and it hurt them the hardest. It's, it's just abundantly true. So there are so many things that contributed to why they are where they are right now that I could understand Lamorello feeling this way. Does that mean he doesn't need to make changes? No, absolutely not. Does that mean that he needs to start a rebuild? No, absolutely. It's not. a
1: retool. A rebuilt. retool is
0: different, right? A retool is, okay, we made a couple of changes we thought were necessary in the offseason. We want to get back to the Eastern Conference Final and Stanley Cup. A rebuild is sell, it's a fire sale. Sell all your assets. Get. I,
1: guess, I guess here's the... Um, because the next... I'll, I'll steal your, sure. your thunder for a second. His The next quote that you have here is saying, I have a real strong belief in this core. There's no question in that. My question for you... Is who are the Islanders' core? Okay, who do I was going say the same thing to you. Okay, <laughs> it's like we have a podcast. It's like yeah, it's like we've done this before. <laughs> so
0: right off the bat, right, and and obviously Matthew Barzell leads that core,
1: right? Then you could say these are like, in other words, these are untouchables. These are core untouchable pieces. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um,
0: Matthew Barzell, Noah Dobson. JG Pajot, Brock Nelson. Uh Oliver Wallstrom. Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch, Anders Lee. Although
1: not loving his play lately. He's a third line. He's a middle six guy now. Yeah. Like, which is fine. I see him as a Thornton, right? Yeah. You can be really good middle six player. It doesn't mean you can't be captain. Right. It doesn't mean we have to trade you, although it eventually happens, or he just his contract runs out at a billion years old. Um, although he's killing it with the Panthers this year and, and kind of leading that <laughs> squad, so he said: Barzell, Lee, Nelson, Wallstrom, Dobson, Pajot, Pajot,
0: Pelik, Pulik, Sorokin. That's the core. Am I, I have the there? same
1: the same core, and you may agree with this. I say Suzeikas is still the core. His contract plus, you got to be strong up the middle. Yeah, And there's no, he's, again, he's not the reason this team isn't playing well. I agree. He's he's doing what he needs to do out there. Um, and it keeps you strong up the middle. It's a lot harder to get really good centers. And the honors are, are in pretty good shape with that.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that. Absolutely.
1: So then that means everybody else. Now, Martin, by the virtue of simply being a New York Islander, is not part of the core, but likely will not get traded. So you you have to add him to like a sub list. Okay. As he's around. He's not going anywhere. Your lineup, that's part of your lineup that likely won't change, along with Johnston to some degree. Uh, depending on how interchangeable you think they are. They are. So that's Martin and Johnson are one player. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten skaters and your and your goalie. So you, you have you essentially have um, that's only three, forward, that's three defensemen. You didn't include Mayfield in that. I did either, either did I. So that means you have essentially again, Mayfield could count as one that's just in the lineup by virtue of just being an Islander and a good contract unless he can get leverage for something else. But then again, you need to replace 50% of your defense. Right. That's expensive.
0: Right. Now I'm not sitting here advocating that the Islanders need to trade Scott Mayfield.
1: No, but uh, uh, yeah.
0: what I'm saying is that He's the he's the kind of guy who's valuable enough to retrieve you something because of his contract and the minutes he plays. So if you get the right deal, you do it, and you figure out the rest of that later. The problem with Lamorello has been, in the offseason, figuring it out later because, hence, the Chara.
1: Right, and that's like a last-minute decision or, again, a handshake deal to say, you know, if nothing happens by this date, we'll sign you because we won't have any options either. I don't know what that conversation sounds like from Lamarel's end. But the amount of forwards that you're talking about that could be out, including a clutterbuck, right? I, I don't there were rumors about him or at least reports that teams were interested. Same with Bailey. Um five, six, seven. So we named seven forwards, and that includes Martin Johnson as one one forward. <laughs> that's Monster. uh that's five, like that's five forward spots up in the air. I don't know if that's a retool. It's not a rebuild, but it's not a retool. That's a lot of players potentially. Even if you kept Mayfield and you brought in Sallow, that's still def- a big time defenseman in your top four. One way or another, I don't think you play Mayfield Sallow. Um, I'm not sure what the the defense looks like. Palak, puluk Dobson Mayfield Sallow X. Does that just mean Green is back? Um, it very well could. If, no, if I'll say make this a though, move like
0: I'll say this. There are those five five skaters who are interchangeable. Yes, I don't foresee five major moves happening that will fill in those gaps. I think that you have to plan on two of those guys. Two to three of those guys staying with the team. So that's and, Brise
1: and sure
0: uh, Bavillier, If if it's Bavillier. or you know Kiefer Bellows, if it's Kiefer Bellows, right? That's that's what you have to expect. You have to expect that yes, there are five skaters who could be interchangeable, but only two, maybe three of those guys will be different.
1: So that's still three other play, two to three other players. Right, just no now small
0: feat. That's a retool, though. That's not a rebuild. That's a retool. You get two to three different players, and oh, I, I'm not sitting here saying they need to get three Johnny Gaudreau's. They need one, and God, they need. They just
1: need one,
0: <laughs>
1: and they need. What's they need a defenseman for sure. Um, what sucks is like you have some of these guys that are absolutely right there, and they have the potential. I made. I tweeted the other day. That Jesper Bratt was what we all know Bavillier could be. Good tweet. And I think there was like, you know, I a mix of things, which some of which were just ridiculous and aggravating, and I didn't bother to respond. But that's the annoying part. You're gonna wind up leveraging Bavillier for a defenseman. And you could have used like that, would have been an incredible top six to have Bavillier, Nelson, Barzell, Palmieri. Goudreau, other really good forward, and Wallstrom, like, that's really good. To then be like, okay, great. So we move Lee down to the third line, so that's really strong, and that'll be fine. Great. It'll write itself. We'll find Guy to play third line. Johnson, doesn't matter. Then you gotta replace Pavilion. Right. Like, that two top six forwards is really hard, which makes me think, are they really gonna go after a, a, a Chikrin or a, well, a, a big defenseman? Because... Then they might not have the money or they might not want to give up the asset in Bavillier even though it's a good trade ship and you know he's young he's got a lot of potential but like again he's young he's got a lot of potential I don't know that you give up on this player but he's he's still like unless you're an Islander fan and this is something we have to detach ourselves from as people that watch this team really closely the rest of the league might not give a shit about Anthony Bavillier he's proven (laughs) it to us but a lot of us have said he's inconsistent. That means the rest of the league doesn't give a shit about him. Nobody is talking about him other than he's a good maybe middle six player. I think
0: I, I think when it comes to situations like this, systems matter. I think that different teams consider what style of hockey they play. And if they pluck him from a trot system and put him in, say, uh, I don't know, a Colorado system, he'll score more. I'm I'm of that opinion. I think that there is value for Anthony Pavilia around the league. What kind of value? I don't know right now, but it's not as
1: high as you know. Even if I'm saying keep him, he's really good. Yeah, it's not even that high. Like I I don't. I I don't think it's. I think it's largely unproven. Right. Inconsistent has has potential, largely unproven. That's that would be like if I was a, a scout. That's what I would say. There, there's, there's not a lot to go on. Yeah. It's good spurts. It's a lot of players. They're usually, you know, they're low profile. They're not like the players that their teams think they are. And look, Kadri goes from Toronto to Colorado and just absolutely kills it.
0: Yeah. I know. like So
1: you're you're right in, in that respect where it could happen. But like, then he's got to go there and do it. The same thing we've said about this team. Yeah, that's great. They can win in the playoffs. They have to get there, right? They have to. They have to do it. At a certain point, you have to make it happen. So, I hope that they can keep them and only have to bring in a Goudreau and then Bavillier just has the breakout season we've been all writing about for five years. Or however, <laughs> you know, you know, like that would be amazing. That that solves you a lot of problems if Palmieri can just like be consistent. Like it's a lot of just do it. Be hockey players. It's, it's so much of that, and you just ha- it ha- you have to think it's got to be the right combination of players.
0: So here's the question now, right? With this core in the offseason, is a retool enough to return to the playoffs?
1: I, I, like I was saying before, I think it's somewhere in the middle. It's not a rebuild. I just think if if you're talking about untouchables, as we've listed, and this is just you and I, obviously we are uh, not John and James and Lamarillo's underneath. And it's just a mask. (laughs) So this means absolutely nothing. But if you consider what what the core is, which I'd I'd argue a lot of people would say is pretty, pretty close to what what they want. It's got to deal more with what's available and what kind of, because one type of move could precipitate the next. And you need to be able to move a Bavillier and and get the assets back to then flip and get a chicken, or you're moving Bevilliers in with uh, a couple other assets for a chicken, or whatever the case is, or who the agents are and if they can hammer out a deal. If it's a if it's some UFA, I'm not thinking about defenseman that would be really good. Um, maybe they think Salo. Like I think there's a lot of like what ifs here. So it well, he, could here's be, what I'll it say. could be it could lean towards a rebuild ish like I'm not saying it is a rebuild but like if there is a meter from retool to rebuild it could be closer to the middle a little bit more over just because of the amount of turnover right so it could look like that it depends on how many players are moved and what is available for him to move it for so i'll say that's this too that's a big question
0: there were, there were other comments by Lamorello regarding the uh, progress and the the development of his younger players. Um, very pleased, Lamorello, uh, is very pleased with Noah Dobson's development, obviously, right? He's been fantastic. Um, he goes on to mention guys like Oliver Wallstrom and Kiefer Bellows who are going through something similar to what Noah Dobson went through in his rookie season where he had sheltered minutes and, uh, you know, the way he was uh, – utilized in the lineup. It's not going to be easy to sign more than one. It's not even going to be easy to sign one top six forward that the Islanders need. To sign two is even harder, obviously. Now I'll say this. I have
1: something eventually too. I think I know where you're
0: going. Josh Bailey is currently a top six Islander.
1: If they move
0: him, right? Or even if they don't move him, the, the current trajectory for Oliver Wallstrom is to be in the top six. So now if he moves up to the top six, it's actually easier to get yourself a bottom six forward if they fit this group. So your top six might be built in, whereas you don't need to now sign two guys for the top six because you have Wallstrom up there. Now you just need a left winger.
1: It depends on, yeah, it's the left winger. Let's call that Goudreau sure, the top line. Well, Barzell, Goudreau's the
0: right winger. So let's call that Forsberg.
1: <laughs> Forsberg, who, wh- whatever. He's, is, uh, Goudreau a righty? Uh, I think Goudreau is a lefty. Okay. So that, whatever. Goudreau, Barzel, Palmieri. Second line is Nelson Wallstrom. So you need, and Bavillier may or may not be used as a chip to get a defenseman. Right. I, I thought you were going this way. If they believe, and I, I highly doubt this is possible, if they believe Bellows can be the next bavilier even the, the most consistent bavilier which is to say not consistent, that might work. He's an RFA this season, after the season, I believe. If you can sign, if, if you can, obviously I think you can sign him, um, yeah, he likely wants to be part of this team. he's he's gotten a pretty good chance, especially of yeah. late, um, had that great breakaway goal. He's had a couple of those moments. Um, if you think that he can be your top a top six guy or a middle six guy, it, it depends on you know how depending on how you want to look at it. or if he's the new Oliver wallstrom on the third line, and like again, Bailey's moved or whatever the case is, or maybe Bailey's just not an everyday player anymore. Again, I don't know. You don't really have the roster space to do this. But in a perfect world, if they move Bavillier for defensemen as as part of that trade, whether that's directly or indirectly, in a perfect world, Bellows just replaces him. And it's Bellows, Nelson, Wallstrom. Sure. I don't believe for a second that'll happen in a trots as much as it may be worth a shot to do. I don't believe for a second he'd, he'd put two young guys who a year ago couldn't stay in the lineup or we're getting sheltered minutes and all of a sudden put him on the top. One of the top two lines, but that's ideally what happens. You have somebody within the organization. That's how it works. Other other, for other teams, you traded a guy that, you know, was really well liked and all this kind of stuff. And just, you needed to trade him because he was an asset and somebody else just, that's a Tampa Bay thing. Somebody else just comes up and fills the role. Right? So you hope that they are very different players, but they're both lefties, so they fit that. That's easy enough. But they can score goals. At the very least, that's the that's the same thing. Yeah. Bellows I, is not nearly as fast or anything, but No. I but don't know. Yeah, in a perfect world, I think that's that's a that's the swap that you're looking for.
0: I think of I think of Bellows as more of a younger Anders Lee. He's the power forward type, and traditionally, uh there is that belief that, you know, players who are or power forwards who are uh, younger, take a little bit longer to sprout into NHL power forwards. Um I and think he's certainly with uh, yeah.
1: Nelson and, uh, uh with, and a Wallstrom. Wallstrom. Yeah.
0: And, 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 and I, I think that he does have that in him. I, he certainly has the bottom six in him. Can he be a top six guy? It, it's possible.
1: That's that's why I'm why not going to say it's impossible. That's why I say Mid- middle six.
0: Yeah. Middle's good. I don't think he should be playing first line minutes. Hmm. Uh Second line. He could third line definitely um so he has that potential now if he could tap into it and and reach his peak and stay there for a couple of years that'd be great uh the the point here really is that the islanders have options for their top six next season it it the 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 plan is to have a guy like wallstrom step in on your top six and sign a guy for your bottom six uh that's you know a little easier to uh, and more attainable to do uh, they definitely have on their bucket list or, or on their their checklist to sign a top six guy, a top line guy, uh, to. preferably a scorer and likely a defenseman. Um, but with the development of, you know, Wallstrom and, and possibly Bellows, those guys moving up into increased roles makes it easier for you to fill out your bottom six. So I think that's the plan. I think that's what Lamarello meant by, you know. Look at what, what Dobson went through. Apply that to Wallstrom. I think next year the plan is to have those guys with in, in increased roles.
1: The the fingers crossed.
0: Fingers crossed. It, it, it's just the um, what's it called? When the the oh man, the the words eluding my head. Uh, the probation period. There it is. The probation period will be over. Right. These are these guys need to be NHL players now.
1: I, it's, I don't think that's wrong. I mean, they've given Dobson a little bit more of that rope, and, and he's done really well. I don't know what his defensive numbers look like, but his offensive numbers are great. And if Pulak can get back to form next year, um, which you're hoping happened this year as far as the offense was concerned, but if he can get back, that's great. Yeah. And then you, you're maybe adding another player, another defenseman that could do that, or just someone that's a solid defenseman, frankly. It just needs to be somebody that's a good player Yeah. Um, on the back end. That's totally fine. Um, that's, but that's, if you have three kind of offensive minded defensemen that are also good in their own end, um, and then three that are just kind of like big bullies or just other solid players that don't, you know know, you have a Scott Mayfield, you have a Pelic who's obviously just amazing in his own end and has offensive upside when he wants to. Um, does he just decides he's, uh, an amazing forward. Um, and then. I don't know. Is it a sallow? Is it a is it a green? Is it the answer? Yes, there's two spots. Um, <laughs> so, like, what is that what does that look like?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, and, you know, to answer my own question, is a retool going to be enough? Um, if it's done properly, yes, because I still think that the core of this team uh, is plenty good enough to be who they once were uh, in the previous two postseasons. I think that they're good enough to... Uh, you know, surpass a Washington Capitals in the standings. Not maybe not this season, but next season. Um, I still don't think the Rangers are as good as everyone's making them out to be. Igor Shosturkin has been fantastic. The play in front of him, not so much. Shosturkin's basically been a brick wall. Um, I don't know if he can sustain that forever. I mean, it's been a really long time and it's been great for the Rangers. Um, but I, I do think that with the the right structure, the core that they have and the proper retool to bring in elite talent because they need it. The, the moves have to be made this summer. And yes, I think it, it will be enough.
1: So I'll say, I'll say this before we move on. I think in the past, Lamarillo has made moves that we didn't understand at the time and they turned out to be really good this summer. In order for it to really make sense and really hit home in as few moves as possible, um, like a retool, they need to be obvious. They need we need to see the move, understand who the player who the player coming in is or the players coming in are, and be like, "Yep, they make the team better." Obvious, I like, like that. without question. In the past, he's gotten away with it, and they and he built that trust. And look, Parise definitely did that. Green definitely did that. There, there are some players that he brought. Kamarov did that. He played the role, a lot of different roles. And he was just doing what he was asked to do, Kamarov. You, you can't, like, shoot him into the sun. Right. Bailey, to some degree, too. Like, I you know, I guess cut him some slack because he, he's being told to go out there and play.
0: Never. You
1: know? I mean, he's also, like, you know, I also understand the other perspective, which is to say uh he's not been what we call in hockey not good. But. Lamarola's moves need to be obvious. That's the difference this offseason. It can't be these like, ooh, I wonder if that'll work out. Nope. It needs like it needs to be catastrophic yeah. for it not to work. Like it needs to be like, yes, Good will help. Duh. Yes. Move on. Like that's that's what it needs to be. It's not Palmieri like, oh, well, he's a little older, but he's from Long Island. He had a really good playoffs. Like, that could really be a good move. It needs to be like, Nope, straight up. That was a great move. That's going to make this team better this season, next season, however long they're going to be the team. Um, barring barring some ridiculous injury or whatever. It's a no brainer move. Anyone would have made that move any day of the week. Yeah. Right. It can't, uh, it can't be, it can't be a guessing. We'll wait and see. Cannot yeah. be. That's, that's well said because husband. that's
0: largely what it's been. Right.
1: Yeah. That's like, over the oh wow okay I didn't I didn't really see that but let's see like you know and then it works and you're like oh shit okay that's that's like totally fine yeah like oh, like and the, he's a really good player but it's like oh right, that was a quiet move like I wasn't really on my radar wasn't like you know what the Islanders need as a third line center JG <laughs> Peugeot, you know wasn't like a lot of other players who were like oh man or Duclair if Lamorello isn't kicking himself every night before bed not having tried to make a, a move for this guy. Jesus fucking Christ. I like, I lose sleep over it. I yeah. keep seeing, I'm like, I, I just like, don't understand. But, like, that's the kind of like, he needs to make that kind of move. Like, yes, this makes a team better. Even if they are kind of unproven, like, yes, this, this ton of potential could absolutely thrive in the system. Like it just has to make sense. It yep. can't be, it can't be what they've done. It yeah. just even on even in goal. Wow, Varlamov's kind of like meh, meh. and then yeah, okay, then he blows up Leonard. Oh, okay. That's weird. Like, let's see if that works out. Um, it can't be those moves. Right. They need to they need, just need to work. Yeah. That's that's it. And it can't be it can't handcuff tr- handcuff trots either. That's the problem. I think we said this last week. Trotz is also dealing with what he has. He, he can't like magically just bring it's not his job. He doesn't bring players up. He yeah. can suggest whatever he wants to Lamorella. Who? Who is coming up? Yeah. Who's actually going to make the team better? If they're selling assets and they need guys, if they're going to Arizona coy- Coyotes the season and just like not have guys to play, then yeah, you need to call up a homestream into this guy and that guy. I have a really hard time believing they'll make a bunch of moves. I think some players get moved. I can speculate that that's safe to assume, but it's not like Clutterbuck and Parise and Shara and Green and Varlamov like and Varlamov and Bailey like no like maybe two guys. Yeah, I, in season and then what? You, it's not like you don't have guys to play. You have an Aho. Right. Yeah, Char gets moved. You have Ajo. Done. You're not calling up anybody. No. Maybe trade Bailey they have to. You trade Bailey, uh, you got Bellows. You got Johnson. You move the lines around. Who cares? Your season's yep. over. Like, there's just not room in this lineup. So then you're really just, as I've said, rearranging deck, ter- deck chairs on the Titanic.
0: Well, speaking of Barry Trotz, let's talk about his job security because more comments by Lou Lavarello for those who were screaming ridiculously, might I add, about... The security of Barry Trotz's job. Lamarella stated that Barry Trotz would remain in the job, quote, as long as he'd like to coach this team, and the organization wants him to coach this team. The Islanders GM later added, he's done an incredible job trying to navigate through all the extenuating circumstances that have transpired. Now, has he been perfect this season? No. Obviously, no. Has he given us four of the best years in recent Islander history? Three. Okay, three. Yes, he has. And he's earned the right to write this ship. He's earned the right to receive a blank check and, and, and sign it and return it. I understand the frustration with this season. You have to remember not too long ago. It seems like it's forever ago because we're not really dealing with it with it that much anymore but covid was not that long ago all of the issues that led to the demise of this season were not that long ago you have to take that in, into consideration as much as it might sound like an ex, as an excuse it's hockey players we we talk about this all the time are so regimented right and when they can't do you know continuously practice that regiment and that that you know those those uh, superstitions that they have uh, game to game and
1: they get thrown out of whack. And, and... Yeah, like I said, in the beginning, they got to figure it out though. Like I, I it's agree. just going to be what it is. And like, you're not going to have control over stuff. I, I understand. I know it's no, really I... hard and I get, you're going to have a game or two when you come back that are tough. And I get Trent, you know, trots is dealing with what he has and, and all of that. He's even said, and I, I wrote an article, I guess it was last week. Um, Cause I don't know what day it is. I thought it was, Thursday, all of yesterday. So now it's only Wednesday as we record this. Um, so who knows when it actually happened. But, you know, he was kind of getting on himself. Trotz was getting on himself about how he gave veteran players a little bit longer of a leash, and he should have pulled the trigger sooner on making some changes. I think I said afterwards, then do it. Make, you know, then he sat Bailey, right? He finally did it. And then injuries just bring it right back. I mean, what are you going to do about that? I mean, you could keep Bellows in the lineup and just put in Johnson ahead of him. Again, what are you losing at this point? He could have figured it out. He could have just actually stuck to his guns. But it's easy enough to be like, oh, guy got hurt. I guess he's got a..." No, he doesn't. He doesn't need to play. You, you kind of need to prove a point here. You need to show the fans that you're going to stick to your guns here. That you're gonna, that you're actually gonna make really hard decisions.
0: On the flip side, if you're gonna trade him, and, and Lamorello says, "I need you to play him so I could shop him," there's that side of the coin too.
1: I think it's, yeah, like I said, it could be either, either that or sometimes they don't get, they don't get played, so they don't get hurt, so you can trade them. There's both sides
0: know. of that coin, but they, they, you know, if there's are scouted at attendance that Lamorello knows about, like you know, for argument's sake, let's just say, uh, you know, Vegas is in the building and he's like, Hey, the Vegas scouts are here. I know that they're interested in Bailey. This is just for instance, you got to play him.
1: Yeah. I it's, I don't know who has the money for him unless the Islanders retained, but then you're retaining 50%. You still you're, then you got a guy at two and a half million for the next two, after this two more years. Like that's, that's also not good. Yeah. That's dead. That's dead cap. Um, any playoff team can't afford a five million dollar guy right now, unless they have LTIR that they're using. No, the Rangers can. The Rangers got a lot of money on uh, uh, available. Yeah, but if if I'm them, I don't. I make. If I'm the Rangers going to this postseason, I run with what I have. I don't spend a dollar more. Oh
0: yeah, no, I'm not advocating that they should. Yeah, trade I'm just saying. For... I
1: I would. I wouldn't spend a dollar more. Uh, not worth it. You're, if anybody, you're, you're not gonna win. You're not gonna win at all. God, I, I regret this. They're not gonna win at all. Don't overspend on any bullshit. Go into the offseason with some money. You know, all the leverage in the world, you the New York fucking Rangers. You can pretty much, you've proven you can sign whoever you want. Um watch, they get Goudreau. That would be
0: Well, if they need anybody, yeah. they they they're good on scoring. They they need a a Cal Clutter book and you know a shutdown defenseman.
1: Yeah, that would be terribly expensive. That they would never Trade Mayfield to uh, to the Rangers. I don't. I don't. That's never gonna gonna happen. But they they need that kind of a guy. True. They they got two studs back there on D though, and Keandre Miller and and Fox and just Shosturkin's really good. The forward group's really good. Yeah, I don't know. Like every other (laughs) team, they they you know little tweaks here and there. Blah blah blah. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that wraps up this week, John. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> uh, we're going to close out. want to say thank you to DraftKings. Use that THPM promo code with DraftKings and use the NHP20 promo code with Manscaped. Thank you to the Hockey Podcast Network, Isles Fix, and, of course, all of you, our listeners. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to or watch the show. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at NASA Hockey. You can find my work at The Fourth Period and John's work at The Hockey Writers. And check out Isles Fix, an excellent curated uh, Islanders newsletter uh, in your mailbox every morning around 8 a.m., uh, Monday through Friday. Okay. And until next time, everybody, let's go Islanders.